guys! Welcome back to Your Worth More Than a Number, a weekly podcast where I share experiences and advice for people going through recovery, recovered, or just want some encouragement. These next few weeks, I'm going to be sharing and talking about what the different types of eating disorders are. Today is all about the one and only that I had, anorexia nervosa. It's Madison from You Are Worth More Than a Number. I just want to pop on real quick and tell you about today's sponsor for this episode. So, there are many different types of eating disorders that I will be going over in the next few weeks. I'm going to be going over the most common types. There are so many different kinds, but I'm going to be going over the most common types. Um, And the reason why is because not every eating disorder is universal. Each person has, each eating disorder is different. Not even each individual kind is the same for each and every person. So like you and your best friend could both have the same exact eating disorder, but it's going to be completely different. Okay, maybe it's not completely different. It could have similarities and stuff, but for the most part it's different because, um, you both have a different chemical and mental makeup in your body and mind that means that it would be different. Um, and so I hope by doing this to bring light to the stigmatization that eating disorders have a specific size or a set of symptoms or weight or whatever because that's a thing out there. Um, especially, um, I have anorexia, so I really don't know a lot about all the stigmatization, But I know that for anorexia, one of the big stigmatizations is that you have to be emaciated to be considered anorexic. But that's not true. Um, And that's like a big stigma issue because there's people that are not emaciated, that haven't lost a ton, a ton of weight or whatever, and still are anorexic because it's not just about the weight. Anyway... The first one I'm going to be talking about is anorexia nervosa, which happens to be the most common and known eating disorder. But before I get started, I'm going to give credit to where I'm getting all this information from because I'm not in any way for a doctor, therapist, or anything yet. And so I don't want to steal this information and not give credit. I got it from healthline.com. I'll make sure to leave it down below so that you guys can check it out. So, anyway... Common symptoms of anorexia nervosa include but aren't limited to, meaning there aren't just a set list of symptoms that you have to have to be considered anorexic. You might have all of these. You might have some of these. You might just have one of them. Who knows? But some of them, or these are common ones, are... Being considerably underweight compared with people of similar age and height. Very restricted eating patterns. An intense fear of gaining weight or persistent behaviors to avoid gaining weight despite being underweight. A relentless pursuit of thinness and unwillingness to maintain a healthy weight. A heavy influence of body weight or perceived body shape on self-esteem. A distorted body image including denial of being seriously underweight. 
and OCD is also present at times when it comes to anorexia. And like I said before, not everybody has every single symptom that I just listed there. You might just have one. You may just be a restrictive eater. You may just be afraid to gain weight. You may just be have a really bad body image, or you may have them all. Because everybody's eating disorder is different, just like everybody's recovery is different. Anorexia is categorized into two different subcategories, the restricting type and the binge eating and purging type. So obviously, the restricting type is you restrict food, which is what I had. You eat very, very small amounts. Um, a lot of times, it goes hand-in-hand hand with over-exercising. So you eat very little, and then you over-exercise, but you don't eat to make up for the exercise you did. So it's just not a good combo. And then there's also binge eating and purging type, which is um, where you just binge out on things and then you purge it in some way. But a lot of times binging comes from restricting. Usually 99% of the time you binge on something because you're not letting yourself fully have it or there's these rules that you can't have it um, and that's why you end up binging it. But then you end up purging it, whether that's through exercise, um, throwing up, whatever way you go about it. And anorexia can also be very damaging to the body. It is very damaging to the body. Any eating disorder is damaging to the body. But anorexia is so very damaging to the body. Individuals living with it may experience the thinning of their bones, infertility, brittle hair and nails, and the growth of a layer of fine hair all over their body. And in extreme cases, anorexia can cause heart and brain or multi-organ failure and even death. Now, coming from my own experience, because, and this is like the only one I can really give my insight on personal experience because it's the only one I've ever had, obviously. Um, but coming from my own experience, yeah, anorexia is damaging. I thankfully what didn't damage my body that much. I was very, very fortunate in that manner. I never had... I don't have any of the health problems, I should say, that a lot of times come with being anorexic, would come with extreme restriction and over-exercising. I thankfully don't have any of those, um, which is very, very much of a blessing because those are not good, um, as far as I know of. I mean, some of them I don't know yet, but I, pr I don't have anything, and but I do know that I did have very brittle hair and nails. My nails would grow terribly. They'd be breaking. They were gross. My hair was so damaged. I was actually didn't realize how damaged it was until I was looking back on pictures, like memories and stuff, you know, you get from like social media and they come up and I looked like two years ago, I got, I decided and fully committed to JMU, which is where I go to school now. And the picture Oh my gosh, my hair is so dead. Dead. And it wouldn't be dead because I've never dyed my hair. I don't really use a lot of heat stuff on my hair. I'll straighten it occasionally. But I don't really do that. And so the only thing that would damage it would be 
not eating. And that's what it was. It was so damaged. It was so, so dead. And now I look at my hair and I'm like, wow, I actually have life in my hair. Wow, my hair looks full. It looks beautiful. And it's crazy. Anorexia is a very scary thing. And you may not think you have it because you're like, no, I'm just a healthy eater. No, I'm just conscious about what I eat. Yes, I don't let myself have cookies. But I let myself have all these other things. If there's anything in your mind that you're like, if you're in your mind and you're like, I don't have an eating disorder. I just am healthy, and but I don't let myself have this one thing. Mm, check in with that. Really ask yourself, why am I not allowed to have this one thing? Why do I not allow myself freedom to have whatever I want? And what happens if I do give in and have this thing? Do you binge on 10, 20, 30 of them? Or do you just have one and move on? You got to really ask yourself and think about these things because if you're not full, if you really are truly denying yourself of something your body wants and needs, um, that's more damaging to your body than eating the damn cookie. I'm sorry, but denying yourself of food that your body needs is a hell of a lot more damaging than just eating the freaking cookie, eating the freaking donut, eating the freaking french fries, whatever it is that's scaring you, eating the funnel cake, I don't know, whatever it is, the donut, the bagel, whatever it is. That is so much less damaging to your body. In fact, it's healthy to let yourself have those things. But it's damaging to not. And that's where society has it wrong. Society likes to make you think that all these foods are bad for you and are going to hurt you and are going to make you fat and unhealthy. When in reality, what they're telling you to do is making you unhealthy and have a horrible life. I want you to sit and ask yourself one more thing before I go. I want you to sit and ask yourself, is there something that you are not allowing yourself to have? Is there something that you crave but you never let yourself have? Is there something that you want right now but you're like, no, I'm not going to go because it's late or no, I'm not going to go because I shouldn't? Is there something that you're so jealous that you see other people eating that you just wish you could eat yourself and not lose control when you eat it? What is there that thing for you? Ask yourself. What is that thing that you don't let yourself have that you probably could really go for? Because I guarantee you there is something in there. I guarantee there is something in there. Because once you let yourself start having those things, it opens up a whole new window of possibilities. When you stop restricting yourself on those foods that scare you because you think you're going to gain weight if you eat them or you're going to lose control if you eat them and never stop eating them, in reality, it's the opposite. When you don't let yourself have them and you restrict, you're going to lose control over the food. But when you do let yourself have them and your body and mind know that you can have them whenever you want, you don't lose control over them. And you're oftentimes satisfied with one cookie instead of the 10 that you would have if you weren't letting yourself have them. So ask yourself, what is that thing, that food, that meal, that drink, whatever that you are not letting yourself have 
that you can't stop thinking about. Friends, thank you so much for listening again this week. Remember, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Madison Parmeter. And before you go, please subscribe if you haven't already and leave me a review and a rating because I love reading them. They're free and they help me to know exactly what you like and don't like about my podcast. Anyway, I love you all so much and I can't express and thank you enough for all the love and support you guys give me. It makes doing this each and every week so much easier. And I will talk to you guys very soon.